Tom Gaffey. Yeah. Jim Ages. There you go. Welcome to the stage. You bet. That's the a Phoenix Theater. Great night to be on this stage. We have had a lot of these shows where we've talked with people who've been in punk bands like 10 years ago, and they talk about the glory days of this, that, and the other, playing on this stage and playing elsewhere. But we haven't had guys that are doing it right now. So tonight we have a really interesting show and one I'm really excited about. And instead of talking about what punk was like in the 90s... What you can't see right now besides that is there is a core pit going on behind us, even as we sit here on the stage. That's the kind of thing we've got going on the stage right now. There's a pit happening right behind us. It's incredible. So we're talking to some guys tonight who were very much so doing it in 2014. We start with Mr. Mike Bingham, and he was who I initially reached out to, and he kind of did the booking on this, which I really appreciate. Mike plays in Creative Adult and No Sir, and previously played in All Teeth, as well as probably a number of other bands. Frequency Murder. Frequency, Frequency Murder, oh. too. Yeah, if you guys want to. I remember back in the days at the old uh, XO, Epiphany XO, Music. XO, too. I was also in a band called Glory and a band called The XO. Glory, that's right. And then yeah. plays alongside him in Creative Adult is Scott Phillips, who was also in Purple Mercy, Lifelong Tragedy, Lifelong tragedy. and Thank Duck you. Hunt. Oh, Duck, <laughs> Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. The and Duck then, Hunt yeah. reference. Didn't hear that one coming. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Does it give you a reason to hate me now? <laughs> I love you. Not yet. I love you, too. And um, and to round it all out, this was a very last-minute edition, but one we're very happy to have, Mr. Ross Farrar of Ceremony. So we say welcome to the show, you guys. All of you are doing more than just playing in Sonoma County in your punk bands. And that's very interesting, and that puts you sort of in a, a small club, a, a club of people whose bands are breaking out, hopefully gaining popularity and moving out into the world. So congratulations on that. Cheers. You guys are Cheers. all Sonoma County guys originally? Yeah. Uh, I... You're not. I, I guess, well, I was born in Santa Rosa, but I was... Um, that makes you I, Sonoma County. Yeah, like I was born in Sonoma, Sonoma County, and then I moved to Portland uh, when I was like five, and then I lived there from five to 15. So I don't know. But I, I mean, you know, it's my home. Those are the most important years of your life, someone said. Yeah, yeah the most the developmentally years. important The wonder years. years. The wonder years, if you will. Yeah. You and I, Mike, we were chatting out in front of the Phoenix a week or so ago, and you, we were talking about another band that plays much different type of music than you, and you're like, yeah, those guys could go really far if they just did it right. You know, they've got a very, like, accessible sound, and that's something that people could, I could see people, like, doing that. Obviously, punk rock isn't the most accessible sound. What drew you guys to it in the first place? Well, and what keeps you with it? First off, is it punk? Yeah, what, what, what is question. punk? Right, that's yeah. what is punk. We to me, get into this all night. Yeah, punk actually. Is it a sound or is it? Oh, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's an attitude. Yeah, for me, it's it's a lifestyle. It's an attitude. Uh, it's a dress. Growing up in in Sonoma County, I think uh, if anyone, this is why I love this place. If you ever grew up feeling alienated, you could come here, and just you know, having an older brother who kind of towed me along coming to shows here growing up i learned about you know not just you know punk music but metal music and just music in general and i think eventually you get to a point where you you know you're young and you find what you like and what you identify with the most and i think uh you know for some reason like punk and hardcore music hit me the hardest so yeah, it's identity it's like a, it, when you're young you know that's a, like you said it's the developmental period 
and and you're like searching for an identity and it helps you like find yourself in a way and i'm like i'm you know i'm like 13 maybe years into it i guess and it's i still like connect part of my identity with i mean you're unlikely to ever find a happy teenager (laughs) right right but especially you know when you find out about this new world you know maybe you're not happy with your life or you know high school or whatever is going on at the time and you could come to a place like this and it's like whoa i could be in a room full of people that i can relate with or at least i think i do i could i can i could watch bands that i you know i've never heard anything like this before and that's a very powerful thing when you're at that age Mm -hmm. yes it kind of opens up a lot of not not just musically but politically and just ways of thinking yeah for sure the way of thinking is what it is i mean yeah i don't know about you guys but you walk into safeway and you walk down the uh can't food aisle you you can't you just don't feel right you know you just can't yeah you can't connect to that no nope. there's no connection you what can't are you supposed food. to do when you're walking you into the canned food aisle and you're right there you feel <laughs> disconnected you feel strange there so getting into music like this i guess is one of those things that makes you feel a little more connected and yeah. i think it's peer it's peer related you know you yeah you you can find some peers to connect to yeah, and, yeah. and that's important the alienated can fi- find a, a, a group of people to feel alienated with yeah which Some is, people connect to their peers through basketball or baseball yeah, absolutely. or yeah or uh, math club or whatever. But right. the people who I don't want to I don't want to like uh, say anything bad to other people or whatever. But the squares, you know, they might say these are the things that I feel comfortable in. But the people who really aren't squares, they don't really feel that way. Like you know, the people who are more like outcasts. They they get down with stuff that's kind of a little more radical, whether it's music or whether it's, you know, graffiti or whatever it yeah. is that's surrounded. Yeah, totally. In the suburb here, like in Petaluma especially, you know, so. Yeah. I, th- I think that connection stays stays with you. Mm-hmm. You guys are 25, 26 in that age, right? I'm 30. I'm tw- I'm You're 30, Ross. 26. I'm 29. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming up. And so you guys are oh, still man. playing punk music, and you're becoming successful at it. So I guess my question to you, and I think it's really interesting for up-and-coming bands, is like, <laughs> what happened? How are you able to, you know, Ross ceremonies going on nationwide tours? Mike and Scott Creative Adult is gaining traction, and you guys are, are playing coast to coast too, right? You all have booking agents, you have PR people. So let's oh, talk. I mean, it. do you mind sharing that with us? <laughs> like the process that led to that? You know, obviously, you probably were doing the same local circle for a long time before something hit. I, what? I, I always say the same thing to anyone who asks me about that. I'm 26. There's, there has to be some way of justifying being 26, 27, 28, 20, and still being in a band. And, and and like for or for me at least, uh, man, actually that sounds so not at all troll because it, I guess it's just all, the it boils down to personal expression and that's really what's important. But at the same time, there's still like stipulations attached to being in a band. Are you and thinking why keep going in a way like at this age? Why do a new band now? Probably more stipulations I, as you get older. I just I, I just mean like something along the lines of like looking my. G- dad looking at my dad and being like yeah i still play music and he's like what do you mean you still play I'm like go, go get a job i'm like no but it's yeah. cool because we like no there's a stigma there's the, a like stigma you have to like it, you it, don't have a normal job yeah so you have to be able to justify that and say no it's okay because we do these things that are out of the ordinary like just bullshit why do you gotta why do you have I'm, to say that to somebody yeah you right. should i guess and that's why, why i say you, it's why stupid. why should you say oh i wish i was i wish i was yeah. a square you know like yeah really? like, 
You could, flip, as, you could I mean, flip that just as easily and say, hey, why wake up every day and do the same thing for 40 it's years? Terrible. Right. You know? like, right. People just shouldn't do totally. that to each other. Really, It's, it's a learned something. skill, though. People shouldn't question each other like that. And, you know, people give you a sideways glance. They're like, what's, yeah. what's wrong with you? Why do you do that? What's the end game? And it's like, well, what you come to realize is, you're not like me, and yeah. I'm not like you. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And, and you just nailed it. We're basing our perceptions on this cultural thing. Yeah. That you need to be, at this age, you must be doing this in order to be successful. Right, totally. You, you need to be, be a lawyer. You if, if you're in your late you 20s, know, you must have income, this job, income, your income. college degree. Income, yeah. You need to be coming income. up in the world, as they say, right? You know, the other thing is, though, I want to clue you guys into something. I still get that from my dad. <laughs> So sure, right? Totally I know, right? But it, you know, it, it, in a very loving way. I mean, all I can understand is that that's because he always is worried about what are you doing? What are you going to do next? Yeah, well, what took me a while, I think, before my brother would talk to me after a show we had one night that he had the misfortune of coming to see, and he'd never seen a pit in his life. At that point, he was from Oregon, just could not comprehend the liabilities and the craziness <laughs> going on. Absolutely, and, yeah. and that put a wedge between us for a while. But my dad still worries about getting a job, I think, yeah, for me right. sometimes. And, and that's not a negative thing per se. It's just you need to explain yourself to family, yeah. I think. I, I think the world has changed quite a bit, too. From I mean, I look at my parents' generation. Now I look at ours, for instance, to where maybe you could you know go to college, graduate, and get a job quite easily. Yeah, you can't It really do. isn't like that anymore. Not at all. And yeah, if you find a like thing that. that you love to do, for instance, music, you know, which we're talking about right now, why give that up yeah. despite any age? Yeah. Why would you ever want to Absolutely. throw that away thinking that you need to do something, that there's somewhere you must be instead of here? And it's a pressure. This is where you belong. It's all cultural right. pressure based. Yeah, cultural. You, know, like, and it's a, you meet a girl, and what does she say to you? What do you yeah. do? Yeah, what, what kind do of you car do? do you drive? All these, all these terrible yeah, things. And what, they, what, what, she mean, what she means is not what do you do, but... What 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 type of how much money in, do you yeah, have? What yeah what kind of income level what do you are you do am I that working will, with that here that can fulfill <laughs> yeah. my my bullshit you know yeah. that's really what it is <laughs> I just think it's important to no matter what you're doing no matter what you're committed to do it as hard as you possibly can and make it personal and it, if you've seen any of you guys play on stage that's been the way you've been doing it I mean yeah all, all three of you yeah have it doesn't been doing change it as hard as you can. it's a feeling regardless you know yeah. it's a, I, I like to look at it in like a, a very simple way. You know, it comes down to like, what is music? Why, you know, why do we have this urge to, you know, create this thing? The sound. It's about connecting. You want to connect with other people to maybe either make you feel less alone in the world, to identify with, this, with an idea, be it political, this or that, the other. You know, it's about connecting with another human being. And, that, and that's music. And I don't think there's, whether you're 10, 50, 100, it doesn't matter. That is that is the main thing. It's connection. And when you can take it on the road, you get to connect almost all the way across the country or from yeah. even town to town. And that's, yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, it's it a is a trip. trip. <clears throat> I'm sorry if you guys get these questions about, like, well, what happened that made it so you guys could get big? But, I mean, were there any breaks or any people that have helped you guys along the way that uh, you look back on, you're like, wow, that, that's so great that that happened because this led to this and this led to this. Do you have any stories like that? I think it's a common misconception. I think that, well, I don't know, just for me personally, I think that, that is a question that we get a lot like how did you how did you do it like what happened and for us it's just we we started playing in a garage we did yeah. punk songs you guys beat we the played, streets we played punk music you know and then uh it, it happened totally weird like we got on this one record label malfunction and we put out a record that people liked and then that caught a buzz and then we went to bridge nine and 
people liked that record. And then Matador came up to us and was like, do you guys want to do a record with us? And it wasn't like a thing where we were hustling and bustling and going crazy. It was just one of those things that just... Mm. Step I don't know, maybe step, that doesn't happen for, you know, you play no, music and it, that's the way it is, but that we, we weren't like it's organic. trying to sell ourselves or anything. It was just what, how we were feeling and we were feel, the way we were feeling was the way we were feeling and people somehow caught onto that and they liked it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's really a trip. I mean, it's, it's different for everyone, you know, yeah. but it for is. us, it wasn't like, so think, who did you meet? Like, where did you go? Like what? It wasn't anything like that. It was just, we played punk music from the bands that we liked before us we took from them and then and that's what all artists do they take from people that they love and they build upon that and then they become this other thing uh, yeah hopefully I, you know i don't know yeah it's not a matter of like shaking hands and kissing babies mm-hmm. it's not it's just like you're just friends are you, with, are you sure and, it is a time, and it's a time <laughs> and place me. it's like you know it's a zeitgeist <laughs> but it's, it but it's you know, it's like a, a ghost somehow you're there yeah and I don't know. it it's is weird. and it's like you you're just you grow up. I mean, it, it boils down to where where we grew up and what we did here. And it's like we all just are friends, and everyone is friends. You're friends with all the bands who used to come through on tour, and you go to their shows when they come out, and you you're just friends with them. And, and don't you think also there's a a misconception? I could you know talk to you guys about this about how you define success. Yeah, yeah. Like when people say like you are on this level, you're doing this and and that. And I think you might be successful in the public eye to an extent, but you're not successful. You're not make. Yeah, you you don't have a bank account full of money. You know, you're just playing music. If success is defined as monetary gain, then monetary gain is a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think with a with a touring band, a lot of the time is if you keep your head above water and you can eat every night and the shows are okay, then you're the happiest person on earth. You got a place to sleep and. And you got right. a stage to play on the next doesn't night or mean, the night it after that. It doesn't mean you come home and you have all and that. And that. that humbles <laughs> yeah. you, too, to a certain extent, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Because people have this perverted vision of what music is and the industry. And, oh, you're a star. And I get people, you know, I get my family being like, oh, you're this and this and that. They have no idea about really what it's like, you know? You're just a normal person. You go your job every day still you go to school because you're worried about your future yeah. and, still, and not, not one person along the way will know you for that yeah hey Roz oh they saw a fucking 5,000 uh, YouTube hits or whatever you're like what, what? are you talking like, you, you, you walk down the street no one gives a fuck I, I, and I, re- I recognize that that's sort of a bullshit question but you guys do deserve praise for breaking out of the Bay Area cycle and I, I, I yeah, yeah. say that's cool I mean yeah, I, I'm really happy do, for you guys which we owe a lot to to the very place yeah, thing. sitting it right now. It's we learned how thing. to do. Yeah, we the, the first show I, the first real show I ever played in my life was at the Phoenix. I mean, it was. What's been the high so far of your current projects? Like, what would you look back on and be like? Oh, oh I'm gonna intercept. Fuck you. Take it. This is Ross. John Reese. Oh, about yeah. to record the next ceremony record. Oh, wait, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said that. No, it's no, okay. They're gonna no. know soon. But yeah. anyway, Rocket from the Crypt was camp? like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, tell us about John Reese. John Reese is the singer of Rocket from the Crypt. Yeah, what a band. And I've been obsessed yeah. with them since I was a little child. And uh, he called me yesterday, maybe two weeks ago, and was like, Ross, I'm talking the times off. This is John Reese. We're going to record this record. It's going to be great. <laughs> he called you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So I'm like listening at, I'm listening to this voicemail just like, oh, this is the coolest part of my life yet. <laughs> yes. Like so pumped, yes. you know? 
That's rad. That is the coincidence of rock yeah. and roll and performance. Right? Yep. Yeah. And it comes yeah. full circle or something, yeah. as they say. It does. I guess Rockin' from the Crypt is some people listening to this or whatever might not connect with this, but. Oh, what a band. What a band. You yeah, know? there's yeah. energy. What a person. What a John Reese, what a yeah, person. What a person. Not He's just all, that all one band, bands, but all but, his other bands, too. Are but Rockin' from the Crypt, I'm just going to say that. But anyway, what about you? What do you what's your thing? Mine is just the, the, the casual workflow of our band. The way that we like came together and like write music is so much fun. And we found this like way that we can record songs really quickly, and our output is really oh, high. Must be nice, dude. I enjoy must be it. nice, huh? I enjoy writing music with our band a great deal. And we got to go and do a cool record, too, yeah. just the last summer. But I'll t- I'd probably let you take that one. I mean, you want is me that, to talk about the well, is that yours? Montreal? I, I don't know. I imagine that would be yours. Yeah, they want me to talk about the record we did. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we flew out to uh, Montreal in August, and we recorded with, with Ephraim, who uh, you know, he's in Godspeed, and he's in Silver Mount Zion. No kidding. Good for you guys. Yeah, it was fun. And it was a trip because, you know, growing up, I really connected with his music and I really respected, you know, the message of his bands. I really identified with that as a, as, you know, a teenager. I thought that, uh, you know, when you grow up and you feel a bit isolated maybe or different, you know, that attached me to punk rock as well. Although they don't sound like that, they kind of have the same message. It was a trip because I'd always respected his music, but until you get to know someone, you don't really know. But it kind of reaffirmed. So how do you hook up with a guy like that? How do you, first off, you guys flew out as a band. Yeah. Not a cheap thing to do in its own right. Uh, out to Montreal to record in a studio in Montreal. Yeah. How did you pull that off? Email. Yeah, we just, I just contacted him. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey man. Uh, so you hired him? Yeah, I said, hey, what do you think of our wow. band? Would you be interested in recording a record? He listened to it, got back, was like, I really like it. Sweet. I would love to work together. But what I'm getting at is that People are people, is what I'm trying to say, yeah. is that everyone I've ever met through doing anything like this, anyone I've ever met doing shows, doing bands, doing recordings, doing this or that, we're, we're all the same exact The curtain thing. is open and there yeah, they are. Absolutely. And if you identify with the art, it's a beautiful connection. That's something that you'll take with you forever. What was that record called? That's Psychic Mess. Was that your most recent creative yeah. adult record? Yeah, it's the only one, we, or the only LP we've done. Part of what does happen to make it, uh, or to keep yourself afloat and keep going in a gig like this, is taking the risks. You guys put a ton of money and a ton of time and took a huge risk flying out to Montreal to do this. But we are playing with the house's money. Yeah, it, we it were. It yeah. out of pocket. It, it wasn't out of knowing. pocket. And that this, was our label. Our label helped Your us. label helped you with oh, this. Oh, yeah, they like Spectacular. financed the whole put project. the big chips oh. down. The big chips. There yeah. you go. They were That's, incredible. And tell us about, yeah. what label is that? Oh, that's Run for Cover Records. Run for Cover out Records. Out of Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. The <laughs> lesson on recording your most recent creative adult is just send the email. Just ask. Because, you yeah. know, how many times have you guys all seen somebody who has an idea or wants to do something and they're just, they don't want to do it? Yeah, people it is are, not. No, it's, people it's, it's, are afraid. It's an artistic thing. I mean, if uh, yeah. he heard the record, you know, and he's one of these people that they really look up to, so they want to work with him artistically. And he said, yeah, I, I'm totally down to the record. I, you know? I imagine it's the same thing with John Reese. You probably Same just thing. send him an email like, yeah. hey, John, do you know we, who we are? Ceremony what do you think? We played a show with him in San Francisco, and, you know, we were we were back in the area. We were all, like, having a good time, and he said, here, give me a call if you want to do the record, because I told him, yo, we've been really thinking about having you do the record. What do you think about that? He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, and then he heard the record. One thing led to another. He said, yeah, I'm totally down to do it, you know, but, like, People are people. Money, you know, money works in weird ways. Like we tried to get, Ceremony tried to get um, Gil Norton to do the record. 
and he's one of these guys. He did all the Pixies records. He did Echo the Bunny Man. He did all this stuff, and you know, he costed I think like thirty thousand dollars to do the record. You know, <laughs> yeah. you find those people, someone like John Reese, who you could say like, "Hey, this is how much we have," and they can say to you, "You know what? I like this, and and I'm not concerned necessarily about." turning a profit but more like i could just i feel like yeah. i could contribute something i'm gonna work and, with and this. connecting with people like that yeah. is super important i mean yeah. no, no one's gonna go without everyone, a meal yeah. that's how yeah. everyone sustain, that's how no one's about artists i think should work that's why it's so sure. it's so rare and so beautiful when somebody achieves success be it uh, artistically or otherwise when they don't change and it's so rare you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean the, the art itself might change but the genuine place that's yeah. coming from doesn't yeah, the yeah. Product hopefully doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. Record by record, it may sound quite different, yeah. but the place it's coming from is still, still that place same. you come from when you I mean, know you come yeah, to the Phoenix when you're 13 years old. Is it old, 15 years like, old. What is it? Like, what are those things? I don't. Know? I'm not a moral creature. Because I can't answer Gaffney, that. Gaffney, <laughs> Gaffney, you've been <laughs> yeah. doing the same thing for a long time. Yeah, 31 right? years. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't really have a you don't really have a filter as far as artistically maybe you don't want to you don't want to ban throwing shit at people but no i don't Uh, you know you'll you'll let people do what they need to do right yeah that's kind of important i i i'm an anarchist and uh, i would like to i would like to have a a form of anarchy that that does work and usually it does sustaining form i think because of that yeah Yeah, man is one of the main reasons why we're Still sitting on yeah. the stage right yeah. now. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I'm here. It your way. People's taste. Yeah. I people's taste. That. They get way too bogged down at times. You know, they get too good at their craft, or they get you know, people's taste take over everything. You become so enthralled with this this feeling that oh, I am doing something greater or bigger. Therefore, you say, forget all the other people. Like, forget the lower people or forget the people who are out there. Look at me up here. Look at you down there. It's all about me. That's what everything is all. Everything is all central to the human. You know, everyone thinks, oh, I am the only thing in this entire world. And I get it all the time because I've played, you know, we've all played all over the country, all over the world. And it is a it's, sometimes it comes to the sound guy where you can't connect with the sound guy because <laughs> his opinion is more important to him than anything than the else. circumstance. Then the circumstance, yeah. exactly. They think that they are so important, and right. that's yeah. where everything they gets think right. It, it detracts from the point of why we're all here. It's not an ego-driven thing. It's a human thing. No. We are all one. We are all here essentially for the that same reason. That was a huge part of the scene that you guys all came from. Even in some of the worst times, there was still this unity that was that was very strong in the shows that you guys grew up with. Sure. It was a very good crowd, of a, big, a very unified. Big on unity. Big yeah, unity. big on unity. For sure. Absolutely. And it was an important thing. Unity, well. man. Unity Absolutely. I think it was. I think. Even, even when they're theme. beating the hell out it's of each other. Theme. I mean, honest to God, even through the 90s and through the 2000s up to now, a good floor fight will usually end up in everybody hugging each other and, yeah, and totally right. walking out happy at the end of the night. It's, it's the damnedest thing. It is aggressive music, you know, <laughs> and with that, yeah. you'll have it's aggression. a few people that yeah. will take that literally. We oh, played, nice. actually, we played Gilman <laughs> four months, three months ago with we Ceremony. Okay, yeah, yeah, Creative Adult. Creative Adult. With yeah. Ceremony, Modern Life is War, oh, yeah, and yeah. I don't remember, oh, and Wax Idols. Yeah. And I remember looking down on the floor, so I, I snuck up into the little, the loft, the little loft in Gilman, because you know they close it off. But if you know how to get up there, you can just walk up. And, and so I jumped up there, and I was watching Modern Life as War set, and I looked down, and I see everyone just punching this one person, and I was like, man, that guy must have done something real bad. And uh, and and you know, it like came to came to. S- surface that he was like a, a skinhead 
Oh, you yeah. know, and he was walking around the mosh pit, you know, acting being like a mean. Goon, being a goon. Like and, a goon, uh, like a goon. That's yeah. an audience correction. Yeah, totally. Right. I but, mean, it's street justice. Yeah, and I thought, like, I thought I'm ahead. Right? Good. Good. No, but it is Darwinism, you know. Yeah. That's what it is. So you, you guys all came from around here, and you, like, you've identified it a couple times. It's a super strong and tight-knit community of bands that you play in and people that care about each other. Why it's do you true. think it's so fertile in Sonoma County? I, I, know, I know why. Okay. I know okay. Why. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Hear me out. <laughs> We're in the Bay Area, technically. We're in this fertile ground of culture, art history, music, et cetera, et cetera. You could go on forever about where we live and about all the amazing things that happen around here and have happened around here and will happen around here. It, it, talking about the North Bay, like I said earlier, we're a bit secluded. And our seclusion, I think, has benefited the North Bay because we are technically in the Bay Area, but not quite. So we're around all this shit yeah, all the time. Yeah, we hear it. We know what's and going growing on. growing up, you know, we used to, what, go to San Francisco and Berkeley and Oakland all the time yeah. to watch bands. I think we kind of took a lot of that with us back here. And I think bands, you know, before us and after us will do the same thing is that yeah. we're quite isolated. Yeah. Whether we like to admit it or not, you know, there's a lot of people in the Bay Area that look at the North Bay and don't even consider us a part no, of the region. No, we won't come up to see a show up yeah, here. Absolutely not. Culturally, so I think culturally that, we are yeah. isolated in a way. And in order to, like, still do something that you feel is culturally expressive and relevant... You have to, catching up, man. You have to work. You're trying to catch up, <laughs> like you know, like you have I to, think a big part of that was what he was just saying. Yeah, I was just saying is that it's a yearning, is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like, because you go you know and you right travel there. over the world. You know, you see these things, you see these bands, you feel these things, and whatever it could be anything. You could read a magazine, you can go on the internet, and you you know these cities are doing things that are next level, or whatever. And you're living here in the sticks, but. You You're still right are yearning for yeah. that, like feeling that culture. Yeah. You want to be a part and you of the think, world. I can man. do that right now. You want to be a part of the yeah. world, you yeah. know. And sometimes you feel like you are not a part of the world. We don't we live in the East Bay. We live in the North Bay. We don't live in New York City. Yeah, we don't, totally. You know, we don't live in these in these places. So we make our own reality here. Sort yeah, of. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're making our own reality. And on, exactly. and on that note as well, I think the natural beauty surrounding us constantly has a lot to do with our music as well, yeah, whether it's definitely. subconscious or not. We're not in a concrete jungle. No, I could go outside and look helpful. at a, a rolling hill yeah. and a beautiful tree. And you're moved by that. And, and I'm yeah. moved by yeah. that. Yeah. We're moved by that. And I yeah. think subconsciously or not, I think just our surroundings and you know that isolation or being Bay Area but not really has helped us. And I, I, I think it's been a benefit for bands that are from here, for definitely. sure. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Big time. Yeah, and I think the legacy of the last 30 years of people creating music and some of them sticking around and kind of acting as mentors, I think that oh, has yeah. something to do with it, too. Yeah. Totally. They show that you can do it, and they're, they become your peers. We've talked about that in the past, too. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And they will help you. I mean, I remember, you know, Lifelong starting out here. It was yeah. not for, you know, remember Seed and... Oh, that was a great band. All of that. You yeah, know? I'm glad Adam you got to did. see that. Adam. Exactly. Yeah. And how, how long ago did Lifelong Tragedy start? Oh, man. 12 years ago? Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. That's how I got, that's ago. actually how I started coming to shows. Lifelong? It's because of uh, Lifelong, yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, I was I was a little bit older than them. And, uh, we met at Rancho. Yeah, we met at Rancho. Yep. And I had a class with his brother. I had an AP English class with RJ. And you were in AP English? Yeah. I mean, I'm smart. You know, yeah, he, he was coming to school early. <laughs> that's how I met uh, the Phillips. And then I saw Scott. And Scott was a lot younger than me. And he was like in this band. So I kind of got 
into hardcore because of the Phillips right. guys, you know. And that's because he was an English. They're student. already hot on this other thing, you know. So he I was had like, to know. What is this thing? And did you but, play music to that point? Had no, you, no, I was just kind of just a kid. You weren't hammer timing. I wasn't hammer timing. Ross, I do remember how I officially met you. I was a freshman, and we were uh, in the, at the quad, in the at, quad. at Rancho, uh-huh. and you were talking to me about Earth Crisis. And I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't know anything about this music, this hardcore music at all, and they like totally taught me about hardcore music. It was a weird thing. Ross, the first time I ever heard about you, can I tell a story about the first time yeah. I heard about you? Okay, so I didn't know you, but this kid, his name was Jeff Eccles, and I like had just moved to Sonoma County. Do you know who that is, Scott? I know the name. That's so crazy. I have no idea. Okay. He told me, he was like, there's this guy, and his name is Ross Farrar, and he sings in this band called Hammer Time, and he is <laughs> a lunatic. And I was like, yeah, like what, like, what do you mean? Like, he's a lunatic. And he was like, this guy wanted to Jesus fight Ross. Christ, man. And Ross rolls up in like a Camaro or something like that. <laughs> Camaro. Yeah, it was so, a caddy. Yeah, yeah. It was so a he, caddy. So, it was so, a caddy. Okay, okay. So this is a real story. Okay, so Ross rolls up to fight this guy in the square. Always show up to a fight in a caddy. Okay, that's, I mean, uh, that's points ahead. That's yeah. a good style. Yeah. And you played... A fulsome song. Fulsome. And he blasted, let the slaughter begin. And he, <laughs> let the slaughter begin. And he said that you just jumped out and yeah. whooped this kid's ass. Yeah. And then I remember ass. the first time I met you, I was like, this is him. <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. It's a reflection of the culture is really yeah, what it is. Yeah. We don't get into that anymore because we're older now. But I think yeah. we're like adults now. But when we were kids, we were insane. We were yes. like out of our minds. That we were crazy people. That informed your decision we to get into people. the music that you were playing. Yeah. I mean, you needed yeah. to channel that stuff. It was that same anger. No, but, I mean, I, Mike, I was talking to you a month ago, and you were talking about how pissed off you used people. to be and how, yeah. how life used to kind of suck, you know, yeah. and now things are getting kind of cool. Things have gotten kind of cool. I used to be a crazy little fuck, though. But that's why you get involved with these cultures. You get involved <laughs> with punk rock because that's how yeah. you feel. You feel upset. Oh, no, yeah. All yeah, the time. you're upset. Every, every you show you guys upset. ever came to here had 300 crazy other little fuckers. Yeah, just you're yeah. not. You're Throwing not upset. Yeah, but totally. for the most part, those 300 crazy little fuckers get, were peaceful. And, you yeah. don't get involved with this with this stuff unless you're upset about something. Yeah, you're upset. Inherently, you're you're upset about something. You don't really know what it is. What Be am I upset, upset about? Be what upset. am I upset about? Right. But you are upset. It's that middle ground. I think you know more as a child than you do as a teenager. And in those teenage years, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, once you hit, you know, in your 20s a bit, you could look back yeah, and be like, holy what fuck, man, and whoa. Then you, yeah, and then you, yeah. you, you analyze it. Yeah, like, how did I make it? You write, yeah. you write essays about it. You write songs. You write songs about it. You write songs about it. Really, that's what it all is. It's everything you're doing, you're trying to figure out why you feel this way, why you're here, why are you existing, and you get a little oh. deeper. If you're, if you're a person, if you're thinking about things, you think... Well, anybody, what is, what is happening? To anybody right who's now? totally well in the head is probably not going to join a punk rock band. Right. And yeah, do and all scream that. And, and scream and at scream. people and, and and throw fists into. It's insane. Yeah. And that was it's the a form that was of, the attraction I think in those formative yeah, years. A, you know, it's you, psychosis is really what it is. You you don't have anyone else, and you know, you for instance, Ross. I, I met you and Anthony and and those guys in high school, but for the most part, you felt like you're totally fucking alone. Yeah. What is this and then you could feeling? come here on a weekend night, a Friday, Saturday, and watch a band or you know hang out with people that are on that level. Yeah, and it's a really sure. important thing. Well, yeah, and you guys would become one mind. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was, yeah. And you could come yeah, here and realize that whoa, like I, everything I, I, comes. I'm not trapped. Like in, I'm not trapped you know? in this insane thought process alone. It's a phenomenon. I'm at, I'm at ten years of growth with it, and it's like the craziest thing in the world. You it's know, crazy. You get older and you learn about other bands. You learn about fucking Sonic Youth, and you're like, wait, they're still angry, but they're smart yeah, but they show a different you know, way they show a different way they yeah. don't say they're still upset they just say in a different way there are a yes. lot of ways yeah. to say fuck you yeah totally oh, that's saying true fuck yeah, you. That's yeah. Yeah. and you get that's a little older and you learn how to still tell people to fuck off to say yeah, totally. fuck this totally you think like why how can i live here well how can i walk through safeway like i said earlier into the canned food aisle and feel okay in the world i can't feel yeah. okay in this world i feel out of place i feel strange and you know you you do you feel like that all the time. You feel, yeah. oh, I you feel do. so weird. But the How thing can is, I live here? When you guys reach that point in your lives when you can tell the world to fuck off, and the world says thank you, <laughs> yeah. that's when you've arrived. I, you know what it is? It's I think here's what I think the secret is. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think it's instead of living in their world, create your own world. Oh yeah, and it's just as simple as that. That's or the secret. Or realize man. that we're all a go. part of the same create world. Create your own yeah. reality. You know. Yeah. Okay? You, it's refinement. Yeah. There's more refined ways of telling people to get fucked. <laughs> we're saying, yeah. You grow up and you this, learn how to tell people to get podcast, fucked. This whole podcast, we, we, we had a filter. We couldn't say fuck, but now we're like, all right, now we're upset. No, but I think the coolest thing about this life, I guess you'd say, is making it through those awful periods and continuing to do things you like to do and not feeling shitty all the time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that is one of the pieces. Yeah, but I think, I think you guys are hitting talk. that point in your strides now, aren't you? Are you guys, are, Michael, are you feeling shitty all the time nowadays? No, I, <laughs> I don't feel shitty all the time. But you, but you did in your life? I mean, sure, I still feel shitty all the time what? in a, in a, in a no. Camus, in a Camus uh, right. style reference, right. I guess. Yeah, life is painful, man, but, uh, but whatever. Like, at the same time, it's like I still, I'm learning to like... I see beauty, man. I see yeah. beauty. I see. We see beauty. Yeah, all the time. I see beauty. Well, Ross, are you feeling shitty all the time? Oh yeah, constant. Like, constant. I mean, oh, even yeah, on the road. Terribly. Is that a joke, though? No, no, I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's all constant the time. struggle. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a joke? All, no, no, I no. feel oh. terrible all the time. Does that drive you? I think you? everybody feels terrible all the time. Yeah. You, do you feel terrible feel all the time? I don't. I don't. Life is a painful. You don't feel terrible. I couldn't keep existing if I. I feel terrible all the time. Wow. But I don't feel terrible all the time of course i feel you know sometimes i feel better you know sometimes i feel better than others but i do feel this thing this underlying thing that i do feel bad a lot of the time i feel a stress and i feel an anxiety and i feel this thing that's always with me at this point in time because Mm -hmm. of the world i'm living in i think there's a lot of there's a lot of pains that are happening with me all the time exactly yeah okay that's i mean and it's a thing you cannot deny that that That's life Buddhist. is very, very yeah. painful all the time. Scott, I, you're trying Scott, to say you're trying to say to me you're trying yeah. to say to me Scott, that no, you're an you don't feel like that all the time. Come on, you do helps. feel like that all the time. You could tell me that. You do. You think you do? Come yes. on, life is painful. there. Are, there are highs and there are lows in your sure. day. I'm a big wave guy. I I'm think. a wave guy. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to come to this point where I'm saying, listen. The world is filled with darkness, and that's the way it is, and you have to be able to see it as that way. It is always dark, to me at least. It is always dark, okay? And I'm trying to figure out ways to get around that oh, and love try to the th- be positive, but it is dark all the time. There yeah. is beauty and there is pain. Said, though, boy, find I, I might terrible. not feel good about 
what is going on in the world and that might bring me pain. I might not feel good about things I see around me, but I think deep down there's a, a certain light that you reach where you realize that even the things that bother you in the world don't bother you as much because you realize these are people that don't know what they're doing or these are people that don't know what's going on and they're trying to find their way just like I am, just like all of us at this That's in our are. experience. There are people in other parts and of the world that are su- stuck in, in and incredible I, and darkness. I think, I think looking at people in a negative way uh, kind of defeats who we are. We, we need to realize <laughs> that we are all the same. We are all, we're all from the same fucking thing. And that has helped me a lot. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say I feel good about the world all the time or I'm a happy person all the time, but I like to believe in the good things that people yeah, are absolutely. capable of doing. I like to believe that... There's incredible uh, greatness uh, going yeah. on around There's us as and well. I, and I agree, and, I, and, I, think, and I, think it, I think it's a choice in a lot of ways. We could, we could look at the wars and the famines and this and that, or we could look at the people doing good things. But you know what's amazing is when you look at, uh, at people in, in areas that are torn by war right now, uh, you still will see pictures from around the world in these terrible places where people are still laughing sometimes. And they're happy, they're and, smiling. Yeah, and they're happy, and they're smiling. And, and uh, so there are still these sublime moments that can be found yeah, in no, the of darkest course. of moments. I, I think it's of profound course, for Ross to say, a guy who people look at as very successful in his band, you know what I mean? And people think, oh, well, he's ceremonies go on a nationwide tour. He must be like the happiest guy in the world because he's, he's made it, you know? I think it's profound to hear you say that you feel not great a lot no, of the no, time. Never, never. And, I, and I, you know why I think that's profound and good? Because it makes people say like, oh, I, I feel not great all the time. And then they feel less alone. Exactly. And I think that feeling alone, which you guys have referenced, can really drive a person to very dark places. And oh, that's why yeah. it's good to communicate about this stuff. Exactly. Because you're not alone. I agree with you 100% right now. Okay. And I've had this conversation with some like uh, instructors or professors that I've had in the past. And I tell them, I say, the one reason why I make art in this world is to make people feel less alone. Because if you put something out there and you say that I feel terrible, I feel bad, I feel like I'm alienated, I, f- I feel all these things that are kind of dark, if you can connect that with somebody, then they will feel less alone in the world. And that is one of the, one of, I feel like, one of the most important things ever. Yeah. Because you're connecting with people on a human level. And that connection is a sublime moment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and if they can feel less alone and you can connect that with them, then that's like, that is how I feel. I really feel like I feel so alone and I feel in a lot of pain. But if you put yourself out in the world and you're vulnerable and you show people that you're vulnerable and you feel terrible, that will open them up to them saying, hey, you know, I feel vulnerable too and I feel terrible and I feel upset and I feel these things. And that is really what it's about artistically. I'm not alone. In this world, help me. I think it saves lives. I really do. I totally I, I agree. Think, I think that I uh, all the destructive behavior you see, people putting themselves in horrible situations with sex and money and drug addiction mm-hmm. and homelessness and, and all this sort of bad things that people find their ways to, I think a lot of it is they feel alone, they feel they have nowhere to turn, and they self-destruct. Yeah, and a You're lot of totally people right. are doing the same thing. And you know, if we talk about it more, if we connect with each other more... Then we'll be better off, you know? No, I, I mean, I hate to... Straight up. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll cut this out. Maybe I won't. But, you know, I, my brother Dominic was in the music scene. For sure. And sure. 
he died of a heroin overdose. And if you don't think that his experiences with drugs and all the stuff that came with that didn't come from feeling alone and feeling isolated, then I think you're kidding yourself. But I I mean, I I just bring him up because all this stuff we're talking about, about isolation and feeling alone and all that, I I, I just, I I don't know. I hate to speak for him. I do. But I, 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 I don't know. I've. I feel alone, you know, and I, and I feel the same, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel the same sort of great sadness that you talk about. And it's, you know, I've, I've felt it, you know, my whole life. And I think people look at you or I don't know what people think of me when they look at me, but I think they think, Oh, there's a guy who's got it together. Good for, for him. Sure. What yeah, a life. Yeah, totally. But you but know, have no uh, I have a lot of dark moments and, um, the only thing that brings me joy is doing stuff like this and going yeah, out there totally. and trying things. So, and, sure. and that's the beauty in all of this is that we could connect through this, through music, through talking about music and, you know, sitting here at the Phoenix and say, hey, like, remember this time, remember that time. People should be able to connect to each other. That's what it's all and about when like, it comes down like, to it. I mean, why do it? I especially mean, like I a don't bunch do of it, men. I wouldn't do it for you me. You know, men have this machismo thing of, where, oh, oh you, you, you can't be vulnerable to somebody, you can't tell somebody how you feel. And that is a big problem with modern oh, life, that's too. That's what you know? rock like, and roll is all about. You should exactly. be able to totally. tell somebody how you feel. You yeah. should be able to look into somebody's eyes, tell them how you feel, yeah. especially your friends. Yeah. You should be able to that tell them exactly how you feel without like batting an eye. You know, without, you without, say, fear, without fear of judgment or being ashamed this of who is how you I are. Feel. Yeah. And I think you know, that's why in, and you know in, what? in the music community we have something special because... It's an open forum, you know. And you guys make those connections for your audiences. When you guys hit those moments and everybody in the, everybody on the floor is right there with you, there's the connection that, that they some of them don't feel until they hit those moments. And you guys are actually helping with that. Yeah, you well, are making those connections. Well, because yeah. we were that's the, the, we were the same the we were the yeah. same kids on that floor watching bands connecting with bands before we were yeah. on this stage you connecting know, and with the audience different but the same we had Emily Whitehurst on and yeah, she was telling about songwriting and lyrics and stuff she had someone come up to her about a song they're like it was like you wrote that song like for me this is what this song meant to me and she's like in her mind she's like well that's not really what it meant yeah. but it touches people yeah, and art's subjective yeah, and, it's, and that's yeah. beautiful totally that's the yeah. beauty of it all yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of creating art yeah. it's a subjective thing it and it can well it, it can changes people even for you guys that write it you're writing songs right now that uh, there's songs that I wrote when I was in high school that actually mean entirely different things to me now and and absolutely work in a different way yeah totally so there's stuff you're writing right now that you will revisit in 20 years and you my god I didn't even know I was talking about that. Yeah. But indeed, uh, it works. And indeed, you were. Contexts can change. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Music is a lot like a photograph. You know, yeah. you could look back at that snapshot. Yeah. Like, I could look at a record I've done and be like, oh, there's that time in my life. Yes. And then another one, be like, oh, that's that time in my life. And yeah. as long as anyone can connect with it, that's... And when you put it to words, thing. a lot of times you even remember the incident that you were writing about. For sure. It's yeah. a great snapshot. It really is. Yeah. Because there is not a photo that could describe no. it as, nope. as good as, you know. Not the like record. the narration that you would put to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So creative adult, um, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What would make you happy? Uh, for me personally, I just want to, I just want to keep creating and, and, and I, I, you know, I, I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to, I want to, I want to go and I want to, I want to see the world and explore. I don't. Think, you want to take the van to Europe? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there was a goal for the band when we started, yeah, which is no. a good thing. We didn't get together and say, "Hey, we have to do this and that and the other thing." It's kind of always been 
what are we doing in the moment? Okay, we're working on this song. Let's go for that one. Yeah. Um, but you're but you're pleased with the state of the band right now and the trajectory you're on? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really think about the trajectory. I don't really care honestly about where we're going to be yeah. in a year or two. No, it's possible when you actually care about the trajectory and work on it, you might end up with new kids on the block. Yeah, it what compromises the honesty of it, I guess. I think as long as you you know, I keep beating this up, but as long as you are true to you, yeah. There's nothing that anyone could, I mean, people will like it or won't. People identify with music or they don't. That's just a fact of it. Yeah. People are going to like your band or they won't like your band. Yeah, yeah. and people... Uh, so pe- you kind of live with that, knowing that you keep it in your pocket, but yeah. you still keep going. Yes. Because you know. And people have identified with it pretty well so far. And it's been like, a, it's you get that feeling when someone can say like, hey man, like I really can connect with what you guys created. Like, and we've gotten that. And so it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, cool. Like, people are connecting. We're connecting with other human beings in the world. And that's the most important thing. That's the only thing I give a shit about. You know, of course, I want to go and I want to go to Australia and I want to go and hang out with my friends in Japan. But those kinds of things happen naturally with a little bit of... I I think when you do a band and you have all these goals lined up, that's For instance, it, Michael, if we sat around and said, hey, what do we want to be doing in five years? It perverts it. Yeah, it perverts yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Because if you go moment by moment and you, you know, you're mindful of what you're doing and you realize that we're a band. Yeah. Yeah, there have been a million bands before yeah. us. There will be a million bands after us. Yeah. But yeah, That's a beautiful can, thought, really. It, it really <laughs> is, yeah. That we will find our pocket. There will be people that identify with it. There will be people that don't. And it... That's beautiful. Yeah. Fuck, five years is a long time. Yeah. It no, it be. isn't. That's <laughs> a scary thing. Yeah. Ceremony. Are, are you happy with where you're at? Obviously, you want to keep going with it. It's, it's yeah. working well for you. Yeah. Um, we want to keep doing what we're doing. It's hard because being in, a, being in a band, being a musician, depending on where you are monetarily, you, you can't really do it until you're... 40 unless you're making money doing it and ceremony's making money we're doing it and we've been doing it for 10 years we're having fun but to think about yourself being in a band being on the road putting out music that life is kind of detrimental sometimes you know because you're on the road a lot you know you're very destructive it's (laughs) it can be a very destructive life you know you're drinking a lot if you're a drinker you're away from your loved ones if you have a girlfriend or a wife or yeah. or kids or whatever, if you're on the road, you know. I think every every band has written that 50 song. Days, right. you know. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard life to live. It's yeah. a more it's a very much a bachelor or single yeah. guy kind of life. So, with me, I'm I have a whole thing in my head. I don't want to be a rock guy my whole life. I just got into Berkeley last semester. I'm oh, going to be doing, sweet. I'm going to be going to Berkeley. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, great. I'm doing, I'm doing academia, you know, because yeah. that's, I feel like that's the process for me, you know. It's a great process. You know it's where you want to go with that? And you're going to try to maintain ceremony during that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. still try to do ceremony, but it's still, you know, the, people think about this stuff as, you know, it's it's simple, but it's not simple because... I want to do school. I want to do the band. You know, there's another thing with who are you going to be when you grow up? Are you going to be a rock guy? Are you going to go to like, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to? I'm almost 30 now, and I'm thinking I'm going to be going to school, which I'm. I got to accept I'm going to school, but 
the thing with school could totally fall through. The band could fall through if I was to do it full time, you know. You're in a conundrum all the time. We talk about stress and anger and anxiety. anxiety. Maybe you know, you think about the anxiety of, of your life. You think about you meeting somebody, you meet a woman you really love, and she says, you're nothing, you're, you're not the right guy, and you go through your life. You're, oh, you're in a it's band? It's just a constant, yeah. it's just a constant, you're questioning yourself all the time. So I'm trying to figure it out right now. I want to I see what happens in the future. In my mind, that's what I've been telling myself because I'm in college now. I can't be in a band my whole life because bands are very hard on the soul, you know? I can't be traveling around constantly. I can't be drinking and not even drinking. Even if I didn't drink, it would be hard on my soul. I'd be going from place to place, meeting all these people. You don't know what's happening to you. You know, you have no concrete consciousness going on. You know, it's just, it's just a really, really hard thing to do. And Mike and Scott, do you worry about that? I personally uh, don't really no. because I, I look at music as... I. I don't really have any expectations with any of it. And where there's no dis- expectations, there's no disappointments. Yeah, yeah. Kind I, of thing. I, I'd li- I like to see where it will take me without thinking too much about you don't worry maybe about what, 40. what it will do to me as a human being. Yeah. Um, doing bands as long as I've done bands. And, you know, for all of us here, we've all been doing it for such a long time to where I'd like to think whether I was comfortable, stable happy or not this is what i'm going to be doing regardless so I, I look at doing music as kind of a foundation for who i am this is what i love to do therefore regardless of whether who i am as a person at the time whether my life is going really well whether i'm in a good place or a bad place this is like kind of a thing that anchors me as a human being and regardless of success or you know whether anyone likes it or not this age kind of, money success it doesn't matter I, I feel like this is kind of who i am as a person at this point and yeah for better or worse i'm gonna keep existing i i, I, I have a hunch that we're probably gonna tour a whole bunch in the coming years and Sweet. i am interested in adventure and i am interested in as long as we're having fun right yeah I, I, as as long as i'm existing and that is constant. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I want to tour a lot. Right. And I want to come home from tour and I want to love my loved ones and I want to be home and enjoy my life when I'm home and then leave. I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, as long as you got a hot bed, then nothing else matters really. You know? I, it, yeah. So you want to you see it through. Yeah, I, I have a hunch. I mean, it's it, I know it's I know what's happening. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a aware person. We're all going to see it through. Well, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, I, no. but ceremony has gone very far. You've had a glimpse of the last three years, and you're like, okay, yeah. Unless this really, we're not, get- we're not muse or something, you know. Exactly. Just, you, yeah. What you're saying is, you know, you're, you're popular in places, yeah. But if it continues as it is, is this going to be sustainable into my old age? And that that worries you, Ross. You hey, have to Mick think Jagger about. You have to think about how you're going to get along in the world. You know? I'm, I'm a. The life is beautiful while you're touring and you're doing yeah. all this stuff. It's great, but. You're thinking about marriage. You're thinking yeah, about whatever yeah, it is. You know your life. But that doesn't, you, you know, deter you, me you, from. I know, no, you. But well, you guys are in two Mike. different places. This you is know? the thing, Mike. You have an idea of what where you want your life to go. You don't want to be rock and roll in your whole life, oh. right? The, see, that's the thing. But though, you can. It's like I, you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that, and I'm hey, probably going to. I'm not saying. I'm that. not saying I can't. I can still be in the band and do everything I'm doing, and I'm I'm doing that right now, but. There is a fear in my brain that says, "I mean, you need to succumb to like being a square." 
No, but here's the thing: you is there I mean? there are people out there who you can look at and you look at and you think like, okay, you you're it's a double life, I guess. You well, I think say. a lot of times we're we're basing our lives off these things that have been built up by previous generations that might not exist to us at the moment. Archetypes that don't apply. They don't apply anymore. They don't yeah. apply. They really you don't, don't apply. apply. There, there's not right, this right. thing where it's like, hey, it's I have to real. work or I have to do a band. Right. There's but no th- reason why you can't do but both. But in defense of Ross's position that he's in, you've toured a lot the last three years, right? Last four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are opportunity costs in life. You can't go on a you know nationwide tour and also be enrolled in Berkeley. Exactly. You know, and if higher education is something you want to do, is something that you yeah, want to yeah. pursue, or is an insurance policy for your life. It's a summer job. Yeah, but some Music. of the greatest musicians from the Bay Area have actually pulled that off, if you just look yeah, at it, bad religion. It's yeah, a, that's what, that was yeah, my exactly. that was what you I was thinking it. in my you head. Greg Graffin. Yeah. He, he, yeah. I mean, he's a teacher yeah. in a UCLA, yeah. and at the same time, completely. I mean, you can do anything you, you do want. You Davey do from it. AFI graduated you can from Berkeley. Yeah, like, you can do anything. So, you can you my my anything. stance on this is that I'm going to keep existing and going to school. And, and like I said, I have a hunch that we're probably going to tour a fuck ton pretty soon coming up here. And why not? And uh, But at the same time... Okay, I know. that's a th- I, like, okay. I'm the same way, okay? You know what I, I, mean? I agree with him. You're just, but I'm just articulating yeah. my fears. Do you have any fears? You don't have any fears. You have no fears. Here we go. Okay, oh, you that's have no fear. That's not true. Do you have any fears? I have many fears. Way more. No, you have no fear. We have no fears. <laughs> These guys have no fears. I'm just trying to tell you guys, the audience, I have fears, okay? I, I, I am and I, fucking I, afraid I, for you myself. Very brave. No, you know what I, I think you're doing? myself. I think what you're doing is you are trying to process what the best course for you is in the coming years. That's what I think Everybody has to and say, I think you can, what's the best thing for and me? I think, and I think you can do it. I think you can have it both ways. Yeah. I think so where, where do we end up with it all? We make these choices, right? You die. I'll do a band. I'll That's do a job. I'll do this you or that. Yeah, where, where do we all end you're up? Dead. We're all, you're in we're the all grave. The same thing. Where does all the life end up? In the grave. <laughs> this, yeah. this has been an evening with three of the disjointed voices that go on in the mind of a rock and roller. <laughs> we you, have Tom. the guy who thinks he's chill. We have one guy who thinks everything is chill. We have another guy that thinks one thing is chill. I don't know. Whatever. Well, look, whatever is chill. None of us are chill. <laughs> We're all pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna quote JY on this. No, nothing, is chill. Wife, JY. <laughs> nothing, nothing is chill. Nothing is chill. No. Ever. But you just But there's a beauty in that and there's a chillness in that. Yeah. That's very chill. chill. Yeah. There's nothing chill in being chill. But that is chill. Nothing yeah, being chill, chill is very chill. Nothing is chill. That is chill. Well, I really wish we could provide for the audience the answer here, but I just don't know that the answer is available. Existence, to us. Existence. is the answer. Woo. Can I as long as we are here, I want to extend my gratitude to you, Tom. Because without you providing this platform for all of us growing up doing these bands who knows where we'd be or if we would have been able to do what we've been able to do so i am very grateful for what you've done and what the phoenix has done and continues to do it's this is a very meaningful place i'm really happy to be here but you you. know i as i watch you guys come through and i watch all the all the musicians that have come through here i'm in awe of you guys that uh, in, in exactly this experience uh you guys are excited about what you're doing uh, you're comfortable with what you're doing. You're not comfortable with what you're doing. You're afraid. You're not afraid. Yet you like do it every, other every day. Being. Yeah. Or like, like every, every other human. I would like being. phenomenal. I would like to uh, make an extension of your extension of gratitude and say uh, thank you extension. to Jim yeah, for you, your Jim. vested interest in Tom's project. 
and Jim and our our local uh, group. I mean, thank you too. I think what it comes down yeah, to yeah, is North Bay Jim's sticks tight no yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what you do, I think it reaches people. I think it makes yeah. people feel not alone, yeah. and I think that there is tremendous honor in that. Taking risks. So on that thank you thing. for that because Cheers. I think Fantastic. it's what it's all about. Uh, You're, not You're not alone. You're not alone out there. You're not alone out there. So let's leave it at that. Thank and, you, guys. And anyone listening, we are not alone. We love you all. We love we're happy. Yes, yes. we love. That's yeah, true. Anyone listening, lives. you're not alone. We're just like you. We're just yeah. as messed up in the head as you guys are. Exactly. Dark times. Constant existence. Constant existence. Anyway, um, thank you guys for joining us. It was really an honor. It was not chill. No, not <laughs> chill. Oh, it. This was so unchill. Yeah, um, so yeah, we absolutely. say, Mike, thank Scott, so and Ross, thank you guys, and yeah. uh, good luck with everything that you continue to do. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. Much appreciated. Good luck on the road. Oh yeah. Good job, guys. Good. Cool. good. Cool. good cast. Good, good podcast. Good one. Honest to God, man. That's gonna be a good one.